Hey there, this is Queasy Huggins, and you are tuned into Against All the Odds podcast with your host, my man, Rodney Mbaiwa. Stay tuned. We have made it to our part three of our three-part series on waking up from a depressed bed. And thank you if you've been listening in from part one. Um, In this episode, we're going to be exploring waking up from a depressed bed from a third person's perspective. So just a recap of the last uh, two episodes that we had. Uh, in the last two episodes, uh, we had people who have been actually been depressed come over and they had to share their experiences, uh, the feelings, the emotions that they had to endure uh, in the period that they were depressed. So that's what we had for you for the previous two episodes. Then in this one, for, for a third person's perspective, uh, we did mention this that it will be dealing with people who are in the circles of individuals who have once been depressed. Basically referring to someone who is uh, directly linked to someone who was once depressed. These individuals may be your friend, your brother, your sister, your neighbor, and maybe your child. And in this episode, our third party is going to be a friend. And I believe that everyone out there is a friend to someone and that uh, this message is directed to all the friends out there and the importance of this episode is that according to the survey that i conducted 84 percent um we did mention these statistics before 84 percent could tell if someone is depressed and obviously all these 84 percent uh, individuals are thick patches people that are not they themselves depressed but are in the circle of someone who was once depressed. And now that these individuals can tell if someone is depressed, what do they then do about it? We are not saying that whatever that you're going to be hearing from my guest today of how she handled the situation she was confronted with is the best way to do it. For crying out loud, um, she didn't even know what depression was by the time this happened. She's not a professional and according to her, the situation came to her at a time that she wasn't even a lit for. Um, but the whole point is to motivate you guys. That if you don't know what to do, just do something. 
it will definitely go a, lo- a long way. No matter how awkward the conversation may seem, um, just go ahead and do it. Just read the bandage off and that's a new start. Go in for the deep dive because after all, you are your brother's keeper and I'm pretty sure no one would judge you even if you would handle the situation appropriately, especially when you would have managed to help your friend. So, according to the World Health Organization, out of every 20 people, two are most likely to be depressed. That then gets me thinking. Well, these two people, they surely belong to a family and a community. Though debatable, these individuals have at least two people that they gladly call their friends. How then can one be having depressive episodes and yet they belong to a family? Um, won't their family be aware of the of any of any changes that would have been happening? Attitude-wise, the mood swings, the way that they will now be reacting, observing any changes in the way they used to conduct their day-to-day routines. Isn't the family supposed to pinpoint some of these things? Let's say that these individuals don't know how to act and pretend that they're okay. Um, and they have probably fooled everyone else in their family and they've managed to go past their family. What about their friends? Haven't they noticed anything different? The chances that everyone included in this list could have hinted that something was wrong is very high, but what stops them all in their tracks is not knowing how to address the issue because they don't know how to address and confront these individuals. Uh, But what we're saying is yes, that don't be someone who's going to keep quiet just because they don't know what to say. Say something. Today, uh, we are joined by Gladys Tatinda Mulambo. We do go way back because we attended the same primary school. And here we are today. This is the guest for the show today. Gladys, how are you? And um, it's been it's been a while. How is everything? How is life? How is family? And yes, how are you? Hi, Rodney. Yes, it has been a while. Everything is okay. Everyone is fine. Everyone is fine. I'm okay. Thank you once again for joining me today. Um, this goes a long way. And uh, would you mind sharing who Gladys is to the rest of the world? Um, let them know you for who I know you. Gladys is a very talkative person. You guys, I like talking. And I like having fun. I'm this cheerful person, this jovial person. I like Gladys likes meeting new people. Gladys likes reading books. So whenever she comes across a new person, she comes across a new book. And since she likes reading books, you know how that ends. Gladys is a fun spirit. Gladys likes dancing. She likes singing, even though she can't. <laughs> I like. 
I like taking each day as it comes. Embracing the moment. Getting excited from the smallest things. The sunset, the sunrise. The birds chirping. I like... I like music. I like listening to music. Any kind, really. And Jed is like seeing people happy. The people that are around me. That's who Gladys is. Jumping right into it. Um, Gladys, I understand that for the period that we we weren't in contact as much, um, you had a friend uh, or you still have a friend who once fell into depression. Tell us about that. I'm proud to tell you that we are still friends with that person that I that I helped out. As a matter of fact, we started playing together in 2018, 2019 up to 2020 this year. That means we've known each other for three years now and we've been friends for three years. So what happened is that my friend got into a very serious depression and this was in 2019. So the major cause of this state was that at her house, her parents were constantly quarreling and fighting. And the fights would get out of hand sometimes, to the extent that her mom had to leave the house and had to leave the house and go stay at a motel for a few days just so that she could cool down. She could cool off, she could come back a better person. So that's what that's what caused her to go into depression and at the time I didn't know that that's what was happening at their house so I'll be talking about that today I kept on trying to win a trust I didn't I didn't force her to open up because that's not how I do it but I kept on probing her to open up to say to say more i kept on provoking her you know making her think making her talk that that's how i got to break the ice myself it takes someone with a keen eye to identify that someone is depressed um how did you come into realization that your friend might be depressed because first it begins with a suspicion and what were the signs you saw that made you suspicious my friend is a very jovial person, very jovial, and she likes she likes music that gets her heart racing. She likes music that she can dance to, music that music that she can play in a bar, <laughs> and everyone starts listening and dancing to that music. That's the type of songs that she listens to. But then, when she got depressed now. Her playlist completely changed. She started listening to depressing songs, and I'd wonder to myself what was going on in her head, in her head. But then I just decided that it was just a face. One of those days, you know, we all have one of those days when we are feeling low, when we don't feel our usual selves. So I just assumed that it was one of her days, and I ignored it. 
But then I realized that she kept on playing the same songs over and over and over. The same sad, heartbreaking songs. And then I started, that's when, that's when I knew that something was actually going on. I sensed that something was actually going on through her songs, through her playlist. And her behavior suddenly changed. She became more withdrawn. She's very chatty. She's a chatty person. I can totally see why you became friends. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes. But then in, during that phase, in that era, she was a withdrawn, quiet person. A totally different person. I just didn't know her anymore. She she just changed. She just became withdrawn, quiet. And she liked isolating herself much. So that's when I sensed that something was going on. How then did you move from being suspicious to being sure? Going for a fact? Because uh, the only way that that's possible is confrontation. How was the confrontation? The conversation that you had uh, with your friend? Because personally, I think that's the most difficult thing to address to someone and say that you were depressed. Tell us the conversation that you had. Uh, we're trying so that the rest of the world knows how to handle these situations, not just because the way that you handled it is the only way that it's supposed to be handled. So we actually took a walk that day. I, rem- I remember it so well. We took a walk in the afternoon and we sat at a bench. We sat at a bench and then we started listening to soft music, not sad, but soft. And then I kept on provoking her to, to speak to open up, I'd say random statements or we would play a game whereby she would, I would say a statement and then she would say the first thing that would come to her mind. And from that game and from sitting there, that's when she finally broke down. That's when she opened up. That's when she let loose and from there she started she started crying she started crying and it was a moment it really was a moment for her for me i was sitting there asking her to tell me more so that i knew the right words to say to her so that i would have an idea of what to think about and what to do as a way forward for her and her life. So from that conversation, she opened up on a major. And that's how I came to know of what was going on in her life and what had been going on and what was causing these mood swings. I'm glad that you confronted your friend and even though you do not know what to say because like most of us we don't know what to say in such situations but um what was your friend's response didn't your friend pose any deniability any refuse to what you said at first my friend was in denial she didn't want to talk about it she kept on telling me that everything was okay she kept on insisting that nothing was going on And yet clearly I could tell by her actions, by merely looking at her, 
that things weren't okay, but I didn't know what wasn't. So it it really took some time for me to to make her break that ice to open up a bit more because in as much as we're friends there's that there's that one door that remains closed that you don't want people to know about that you're just uncomfortable talking about so that was her door and and yeah so i kept on i kept on trying kept on pushing tell us about that experience um uh, being alongside your friend through it all the road from you know realizing making her realize that she might be depressed that she is depressed and to actually going for treatment when she finally told me what was going on that's when everything added up everything made sense and i started reading books on happiness on mental health i read books on how to be happy so i was reading these books so that i could tell my friend how to do with her emotion i could tell my friend how to change her way of thinking and what to do when these things happened that's the books that i started reading and it did help to some extent she now had a shoulder to cry on the weight was less for her because it it was not distributed between the two of us we decided to go see a therapist both of us and i went with her i went with her for those sessions so that we could for more of support so that i could be there for her each step of the way that's our journey that's how we came to be It took us about a month, month and a half to finally conquer the emotional instability that was now taking place in her hearts of hearts. And yeah, at the end of the day, we wanted to win over the situation. It is a fresh breath of air realizing that uh, people like you, friends like you still exist in this world. What were some of the challenges you yourself faced in helping your friend? One challenge that I actually faced in helping my friend is her inability to communicate verbally. I noticed that I noticed through her actions, through her drawings, through the songs that she was listening to. But then for her to communicate with me verbally, she just couldn't get the words to say. So that's one challenge that I noticed that I encountered. One thing that we may not run away from Gladys is that um somewhere in the world there's a third party a parent a sibling a friend like yourself who is suspecting that um their colleague or their counterpart might be depressed who know for a fact that uh their friend is depressed um what advice would you give to someone who is in that position that you were once in because we are often faced with the challenge that we don't know what to say uh, when we're caught up in these situations if you're suspecting your friend your relative or anyone that you care about is depressed 
and the person is not telling you what the issue is about i suggest that you keep on pushing keep on provoking to speak up for him keep on playing around with words that help her say what's on her mind keep on asking her random questions and eventually you break the ice that's guaranteed thank you gladys for joining me today it was a pleasure having you on the show um you are sharing experience about the time that you endured we do wish you good fortune and in all your endeavors and yes thank you once again thank you for having me too i really hope that what i shared was helpful to your audience it was a pleasure being here today way that we're supposed to be handling some of the situations that befall us. There is no way that is stipulated or that has been said that we have been befallen by such a situation or such a condition. We're supposed to react in this manner. Every way is right in its own sense. So this is exactly what we're trying to, to say to you all. No matter how you may handle some of the situations, the most important part is for you just to handle it, to address some of those things, to confront your friends, because no more do we have to have individuals who suffer from depression and yet they are part of a community, a community that is me and you, a community that they have been brought up from, a community that we are supposed to be each other's brother's keeper. So. Um, I thank you guys for listening in. Uh, we do appreciate you uh, tuning into the show and um, listening to what we have to share to you guys. But like what we're saying, there is no correct way to handle anything or to handle any situation that we have been following you. Do comment, share, reveal, um, and do everything that's possible in getting back to us on all our social media platforms which are against all odds and on Instagram is against all odds and that's because we have our blog um, www.wordinubaiwa.wixsite.com forward slash against all odds do comment and tell a friend to tell a friend um, this is the community we are part of the community and we are the individuals that are supposed to be taking care of each other so thank you guys for listening in do take care thank you